regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular features show. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that is exactly the same every single week. And as every week, I am your host, Steve Hogarty, coming at you down the internet river. Like Charon the Ferryman. Because I think of each episode of the Regular Features Podcast like a barge, a barge that we fill with features and a little horse drags that baby on down into your phone or internet-capable radio. Joe. Yep, sorry, are you done? Can you please stop me from talking? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. Um, my feature is about Donald Trump, which is marvellously original. Log, how are you? Well, speaking as the lock keeper of this barge, I will be doing a space story about Star Trek Discovery, and my feelings about it will be woven into the script that I will make you two my joyful narrowboat companions read out. For what is a, a spaceship, if not a ship that goes through space? That's the one. Here we go. Regular, 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 I finally feel like one of the uh the robbers from home alone because i like i don't know if it's made it into the podcast or not but i've got philips hue lights <laughs> now and by that i mean three of them and i put one in in my bedroom and i went oh i'm gonna because the landlord likes having the lights when you leave i'm gonna put these lights that the shit ones he gave us i'm gonna put them away and then I'll plug them right back in. But for now, what I'll do is leave this right in the middle of my bed. And then later I was like, hmm, oh, I've left that lampshade a bit skew whiff. I'll get up on my bed and I'll readjust that lampshade. And then I just stepped directly into the light bulb that I'd left in the middle of my bed, entirely in view. And it just exploded into my oh, wow. soul. Wow. Into- Bypassing your body just straight into your soul. <laughs> it was like a Pixar movie. Um, and then- <laughs> but the incredible leathery nature of the back of my foot meant that none of the glass entered into my body. And it just sort of bounced off me like I've got some sort of superpower into my bed. And then all the weird light bulb dust was spread all over and had to hoover everything up and now i think i might be actually unbreakable like bruce willis because <laughs> you stepped on one light bulb and, and it, it didn't, didn't go, go in. in it was amazing <laughs> you're so confident someone shoot, points a gun at you and you just try to hold your heel up at them <laughs> i'm literally the opposite of achilles the rest of me is absolutely vulnerable but that one heel is completely invulnerable <laughs> i um yeah so marv from home alone is a little piece of shit walk he walked on one fucking well, not even a bulb like a, a bit of tinsel or whatever and his foot exploded <laughs> i'm a genius 
What is the dust that's inside light bulbs? I is it the know. same as the dust dust that's on moths' wings? I think it must be. It stinks. <laughs> it they, really which smells. They get from the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... they're, all, they're all trying to go every night. That's why they follow light bulbs because they know it's in there too. They scrape. <laughs> they scrape up moon dust to throw on moths and light bulbs, and that's what makes them so special to us. It really that's smells the light bulb are. dust. It smelled it? like bad, I don't know, like a like a bad meat. It was odd. Ooh. I didn't like mm. it on my bed. And if I am blamed tonight for a bad smell in my bed, I will blame it on light bulbs. <laughs> Darling, you know that's the moth dust. <laughs> I'm Gandalf and I put a spell on you because you're mine. The minds of Moria, that is. <laughs> Regular features. Did either of you today become aware of hashtag diaper Don? Yes. Yes, I, I am aware of it. I'm not. So I'm going to catch up the readers, but pretend that it's funny. So today for Thanksgiving, um, Trump sat behind a tiny little desk. Donald Trump, like a really a little Fisher-Price desk. desk. It was so funny. And But I love that the Fisher-Price desk wasn't even the best bit of the story. Like, he sat behind a tiny desk, and because he was behind a tiny desk with really thin legs, everyone could see his big ass sitting out behind (laughs) him. I saw that. Was that not a cushion? Was that actually all Trump? It looks like all Trump all day. Fucking 365. (laughs) If it was a cushion, he'd stuffed it down the back of his president's trousers. (laughs) Yeah, because... Everyone's seen the picture of Trump getting on the plane with his honky tonk badonka donk. He looks incredible. <laughs> like, say what you want about Trump, but that guy's packing heat. It's incredible. Great ass. He's got an amazing ass. And the juicy the is, Trump we deserve. Yeah, everyone, everyone understands that Trump's got juice. Like, we, he's got. He's packing a big old double like, helix, and just, it's working for him. It's like a carton of just Capri Sun in each yeah. buttock. He's got two giant Capri Suns of blood sitting on the back of him. And I want to be the one to pop that little straw in. But thank oh my God. But on Thanksgiving 2020, he looked bigger than ever. Something was going on back there because his ass was poking at unnatural angles. Like there was something wrong. Um, so it could. It was like a snooty cartoon nose. It was. Some people kind of, you know, they assumed it was just packed with his usual ass, but some people think he was wearing a nappy or diaper. Oh, um, now I get it. And so hashtag diaper Don got thrown around. People kept pointing out that he's wearing a big nappy. <laughs> I thought that was because he looked like a baby behind the desk. But a small well, desk makes you look like a big adult, I suppose. I, so I think it works. Mm. I think it works to both to both conclusions. You know, some oh, people yeah. are like he's a baby, therefore he wears a diaper, and some people are just going, his fucking ass looks like he's got stuff wrapped around it to stop him shitting into the White House, <laughs> <laughs> onto that chair that Edward Hoover probably owned. Edward Hoover's Edward Hoover, <laughs> previously Edward unsoiled Hoover. chair, <laughs> but. The best part of this is that people used the words diaper don on Twitter so much it became a trending topic. Like, <laughs> it went wild. Everyone loves diaper don because that's a funny thing to say. It's alliterative. Yeah. 
Which means not rude. Donald Trump, being a fucking maniac, looks at Twitter, checks the Twitter trends for himself, and the only thing he sees after his big speech where he says he won the election again is Diaper Don, which is <laughs> fucking brilliant. Um, and then he goes insane and says on Twitter that he's that Twitter's spreading false trends and says he's going to repeal six, Section 230 in the interests of national security, <laughs> which is so good. Someone What's Section 230? It is the bit of law that means that social media networks can't be prosecuted for the views expressed by the users <laughs> on them. So right, essentially, he's seen a joke about him wearing a nappy and jump to the idea that he will destroy free speech in the world. <laughs> Which is incredible. Like, if it happens, it's the biggest tantrum that's ever happened in the world. Like, categorically, he's destroyed free speech because someone said he wore a nappy. He's rewriting legislation because someone made him feel bad. Yeah, and like... Obviously, like any right-thinking person, I am upset by the idea that he would do this. But fuck me, it is an opportunity. You could tweet something at Trump and get world laws changed, right? Mm. Here are three laws I think we could get changed by Trump by insulting him. Law one, the Geneva Convention. Yes, the Geneva Convention is pretty good. I guess we all agree with most of the Geneva Convention. Like, yeah, sarin gas, pretty uncool. I get banning it. Landmines killed Lady Diana. Totally understandable. Chalk them off. And yes, storing bullets inside corpses so that we can infect the enemy with death juices is metal. But just don't do it. But can somebody tell me why the fuck we've banned laser weapons designed to blind people? I'm sorry, but are we in 2020 or are we in 2020? In 1980, Gorbachev or whoever goes to Switzerland, sits down, goes, can't have lasers that blind my soldiers, that'd be shit. And everyone else in the room just agrees. (laughs) They barely had unleaded petrol in 1980. Who the fuck is going to use lasers to blind people? One blinding laser in 1980 would have probably been the size of the Eiffel Tower or some shit. It's unrealistic. We're talking maybe one or two blinded soldiers who were forced by sadness of circumstance to join the army's lowest ranks and placed in the front line by the capricious officer class and then accidentally walked in front of a huge Cuban laser array and lost their sight due to a fat laser chucked into their corneas. Big whoop. People go blind from falling onto the toilet. At least a laser's a story. (laughs) My problem is that this probably put a big dampener on laser production for the last 40 years. Without the Geneva Convention stinking the place up, we'd probably all be in the Jetsons now using lasers to shoot our robot housemaids in the arse when they didn't quickly bring me a TV dinner that was just a big pill that tastes of apples. (laughs) But that doesn't mean we just give up on the laser dream. We can do something about this right now. I submit we all tweet at Don Boy with the words hashtag Don's dick is thin like a laser. 
He'll go do Lally, run around the White House looking for a way to make lasers much bigger and thus be able to say that his thin little peen is actually a girthy big army laser. Inevitably, he'll run into the White House gun range, find a copy of the Geneva Convention book they have on a big plinth and go to work. Laser, 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 he'll mutter under his breath while flicking through the index, forgetting that laser doesn't begin with B for a little while, only exacerbating <laughs> his fury at the skinny little lasers he's seen all his life because of the stupid Geneva Convention. Eventually, he'll find it, punch the air like John Cusack, and run to his big Twitter machine. And here is the tweet. Too long have American lasers been held to to be thin by the European rule. We need big lasers for our great country. America will withdraw from Genvia Convention for to make laser the size of my big dick or bigger. Hashtag laser big Don. (laughs) Make one bigger than my dick. Hashtag no such thing. (laughs) followed by one of those little Twitter disclaimers that they put underneath every single tweet that he does. <laughs> Lasers are actually small. <laughs> uh, law 2. The law in a Canadian suburb where you can't paint your door purple. You know when you get those list of stupid laws, like on a Sunday in Uruguay, men may fight children to please God, or crime is legal for one day a year and we call this day the purge. One of the laws occasionally mentioned in these lists is that Kanata in a suburb of Ottawa uh, does not allow you to paint your door, door purple. Well, I grew up in Kanata and it was hell. <laughs> I watched as my poor parents, who loved the colour purple, withered to husks <laughs> under the yoke of this cruel Canadian law. Every day my father would come back from a back-breaking day's work in the Canadian purple mines, and my mother would ask him if he'd managed to afford a loaf of bread to feed us all. My father, a proud man, would say that he could still not afford bread, or even Timbits, a kind of Canadian bread, but that he'd snuck some purple paint home. My mother would cry, but compose herself when she saw me standing at the door in my old rags. And then we'd all drink the paint. If we'd just been able to use that paint on the door instead of my guts, I might not be the mess I am today. Thankfully, I got out and became the stuck-up piece of shit you love. But others were not so fortunate. I've got plenty of Canadian friends who went purple and just fucking died. If we could just gather a group of freedom fighters to program a bot army that continuously treat tweets, Donald Trump's got a purple patch on his diaper ass because he keeps sitting on spikes by accident, I think we might be able to convince the president unlecked to run around the White House looking for references to purple. Inevitably, he'll stumble on a copy of Cool Facts magazine that his son Baron (laughs) keeps by his bed in case one of the facts is your dad will definitely die if you just keep wishing and stumble on the Kanata purple problem. And then Trump will tweet, At Terrific Trudeau, please repeal your purple law in Kanata or I will actually attack you with my country's guns and knives. The colour purple is a proud colour that you can actually get if you mix red, white and blue. Actually, and if you don't unban it, I will kill you stone dead like a maple. Hashtag purple spike ass for the USA. (laughs) And the final law I would like repealed by Trump for being mean is Newton's law. 
If we just say apples fall out of Donald Trump's ass when he walks to bed enough, he might look up apples, realize they're designed for gravity, ban apples, and then gravity will reverse and we can all float up into the sky and drown in the thin air vapors and forget any of this happened at all. That's what the rapture is. (laughs) (laughs) Just apples going away. Three real laws, right? They're all three real laws. And I did actually grow up in the law town where you can't paint your door purple. So that's why it sprung to mind. So why can't you paint your door purple in Because it was designed by some kind of maniac who who decided that the entire place must look like a forest. So your door can only be green, brown, or black. So uh, the one colour you never see in a forest. Mauve. I think there's def- there's flowers that are purple. It's bullshit. Yeah. Guy talks Plums. absolute rubbish. Plums come from forests, don't they? They come they fall out of trees and deer eat deers eat them. Deer eat deers. What's the plural of deer? Is it deers? Deer units. <laughs> deer units. Multiple deer units detected. Deer harvesters. My girl wants to feature all the time. Name a colour that's not a snooker ball. Oh, fuck. Round. What <laughs> 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 for a shape that they all are. Come on, Joe, you've had plenty of time to think. There's only one colour. Is gold a colour? Yellow. No, gold is a mineral. <laughs> is gold yeah. not a colour, though? It's different to yellow. No. And brown. Something can be gold-coloured. Orange. Yeah. Gold. Orange, Fucking there you hell, go. I got it, Jesus. Gold's basically like orange, but cool. All right? I'm just... I think it's fine. <laughs> Oranges are round, so you could put one on the table. It would probably be for like half an hour before Alex Higgins even noticed. Ronnie Scott or whatever he's called, just punching it. <laughs> How much is that one worth? <laughs> mm, as he impales it on the end of his cue. <laughs> and tries to feed it to John Virgo from seven feet away or however long a pool cue is. We've written about your boys. <laughs> hey, Google. Turn the lights in the living room brown. Oh, no, I'm not in the living room. <laughs> I hope Stuart isn't. That's like when... She did. Five brown lights. Five whole lights. Five brown lights. That's the worst Christmas ever. Like... <laughs> I... <laughs> I still very fondly remember walking back to Steve's for a podcast once and you saying, hey, Google, Christmas, and not realising that for some reason the routine set to Christmas turned off the TV that people (laughs) were watching at the time. (laughs) And they were watching EastEnders and we came in and they were like, you turned off EastEnders, we missed a bit. (laughs) EastEnders turns into a a 10-hour YouTube video of a fireplace. (laughs) I think that was it. (laughs) Features. The regular features. These are the episodes of the regular features podcast. Their continuing mission to find a feature worth repeating. To seek out new features and regular features. To boldly feature where no feature had featured before. 
regular featured before. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Just regular features. Are you two watching the Netflix serialized space drama Star Trek Discovery? I've I've watched I've watched bits of it. I've not seen the the bit now. What have you watched? Series one through two. There is a three. I've just not bothered because they went forward in time and I went, I can't be arsed anymore because Jason Isaacs isn't in it. Aren't aren't you just happy that they're no longer having to skirt around making everything work with the original series? Oh, I didn't, I don't care enough. I don't care enough about the original series for me to worry about that. I just went... Yeah, but you'd care if they shut on that law and made Shatner look like a cunt, wouldn't you? (laughs) Is this part of the script? Should I be on the script? (laughs) I liked it when there was bodies exploding and and Klingons that didn't look like any of the Klingons I'd seen before and they were all saying things like, Mokhtok! And it was great. (laughs) What coffee would you like, sir? Mokhtok! Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I remember a lot of other things from the previous two series, but these days it's all... I can't put my finger on it, but I hate it, but I will not (laughs) stop watching it. I don't know who any of the people are, why they're there. I mean, you know about the Mirror Universe, Mm. Philippa Georgiou, who is on first... When we first clocked her, she was throwing space daggers around the place and killing everyone. Mm -hmm. And now she's a... She's a pissy fucker who just snarks on the bridge and says, "Oh, you would do that. You're shit." What does What does she do? What's Who is this person? What's her job? Is she engineering? No, she's know, on the bridge. You just said she's on the bridge. Do you know? Do you, well, she's, she's on the bridge, bastard. but with no reason to be on the bridge. She's just some empress from a mirror universe. Because in who, the in the nice universe, she was like a fun captain, and yeah. then. In the mirror universe, mm. she's naughty empress and she'll fucking kill you all day. I've always thought when Whoopi Goldberg shows up on the bridge, I was always like, well, "Who gave you the Who gave you the keys? You make cake. Just rock, <laughs> walking around like you own the bloody place. Sometimes you get fucking Neelix showing up on the turbo lifts. He should and even there's... have access to the turbo lifts. He should be crawling through the fucking Jeffrey tubes like a <laughs> that... little rat he is. <laughs> Shoots his head up through a Jeffrey tube and fucking... go, did someone say sausages? <laughs> One of the unnamed engineers just kicks him back down it. <laughs> Get out of here, Neelix. Geordie LaForge is just like, I'm so sorry about Neelix. We're trying to do something about Neelix. <laughs> we don't even know what he is. He's hairy but slimy. It's impossible. There's no other aliens like him, and he just makes soup. He is very colourful, though. Mm. He's the most colourful alien, I think. Was his cooking good, though? I seem to remember... Did his cooking get better over the like the seven seasons? I think he was an accomplished cook. Yeah, they liked his cooking. Yeah, but he was accomplished on his own planet. I think everyone was like, "What the? What's that tentacle doing?" Right. Yeah, it had a bit of ethnophobia about it, didn't it? Yes. God, I'd, I'd never. I would never have thought of that when I was young and watching it. Mm. I'd like, oh, he makes funny food. But no, you're right, it was racist. I can't believe we were just talking about kicking him down Jeffrey's tubes and now we've decided <laughs> now it's ethnophobia. Ethnophobia! 
Baba Ganoush. Yeah, no, <laughs> you made one tagine and everyone just went, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you made lapkas. They're like, what now? Neelix, you got to fucking rein it in. <laughs> Make some potato rosties like a normal person. Um, I have no idea how to bring that back to what I was doing. But when you mentioned Gainan, like this Star Trek Discovery's version of Gainan is Tignataro. And that's, oh, yeah. you're not getting banged for your butt with Tig. I mean, she's just another Saki one. Jeez. And there's, there's, the, the, the place has a surfeit of Saki fuckers okay, hanging there's around. Like, there's like 30 <laughs> characters that are snarky and there's one benign one. And you're just like, oh, shut the fuck up. I want to see some more snark from everyone else. <laughs> it's just the one who just walks in and goes, guys, guys, calm down. We're on a mission, eh? And we're like, oh, get a load of this guy. Not <laughs> in space feeling bad about it. Didn't realize that we beamed down to the planet Snark and took on a couple of intruders on the way back because this place got pretty goddamn snarky. <laughs> so my thought was basically i was i just thought i wanted to write an episode because you know me i see something i love or hate and i just want to join in and i thought we could all go aboard the hms discovery and have a little space adventure together okay do you want to do it lads yes yes bear please. in mind that it's quite split among the genders i mean so we're going to have to take the role of girls. I'd ask you not to scream at the top of your voice like girls do, because that would be disrespectful to women. Already very worried about this script. Right, so scene one, we're on the bridge for scene one, and I'll just give you all your characters. Joe, you're Michael Burnham, the hero who simply won't stop breaking the rules. And that's, you're a girl, by the way. It's a boy's name, yeah. I think they did that. They addressed like the that in season one. Princess Michael, it's fine, I get it. Steve, you're Philippa Georgiou who is the Mirror Universe snipe machine. He'll kill you as soon as look at you. And I'm going to be Saru, the uh, guy who was the fish bloke who was scared of shit until he went through fish puberty, which turned him into a captain. Steve, mm, I know a dog called Saru. It's, it's, I just want to point out to Steve, it's actually real that he went through fish puberty that made him not scared enough to be a, a, a captain. That's real. Yeah. Really? It's a real yeah. thing. Yeah, he... And he's the first he's, person to go through fish puberty in like six generations or some shit. It's the worst. That was a real rug pulled under you from you episode. That was. Mm. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you certainly pulled the rug from under me, and I don't feel any better for it. Isn't the puberty that he like shoots needles out of his back or something? <laughs> and now he can do it on will. Yeah, it literally is. It's really weird. those quills are deliver a packet of powerful. Kelpian semen. <laughs> and so you weird. That, that tallies with human puberty when you involuntarily jizz, and then after that you can do it at will. Yeah, that's it. The first time you think you've broken it, and then your confidence grows <laughs> as you're two-handed flinging it out the top window of and your you block do of flats. It, you do it at every alien you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, I'm ready. So I'm I'm Saru. I'm the captain, right? Set a course for that fat planet over there. I want to get a closer look. Oh, God, not another planet. What is it with this ridiculous ship and going to planets? Well, thank you for your input, Philippa, but we will be setting a course for that nice fat planet. You're such a weird fish pervert. I bet you want to fuck the stupid planet. Stop being so evil so much, Philippa. It's really distracting. Shut your legs, you manky whore. I could smell your breakfast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Took a turn. 
Are you saying I eat with my fanny? Far be it from me to be so bold, but if the shoe fits... If the shoe fits my fanny? Oh my god, shut up! You know, Philippa, you might be a bad egg, but I really love you, and you make me want to be a better person, and and that is what Starfleet is all about. I'm only so evil because maybe someone I love died. Also, I love you so much, even though you are a massive fucking idiot, whom I hate. Bit of a reverse pussy pals there. (laughs) Okay, Michael. Michael, can you take us to the fat planet over there, please? We're on a mission now. No, Captain, I'm not really into following orders at the moment. Michael Burnham, I love you so much. You are a dear friend to me, and you make me want to be a better fish, Captain. I love you too, (laughs) and that is what Starfleet is all about. Quiet. Also, it is about going on a mission to that fat planet. Hmm, yeah... I'm going to chat to my best friend, Tilly. Love you, Philippa. Love you too, you absolute vermin filth. Love you too, Saru. You make me want to be a better person. Okay, Philippa, have a nice time. What an absolute piece of shit that woman is. In the time it took you to say that sentence, I have grown extremely fond of you, Philippa. Would you like a go in my captain's chair? You're not bad for a shit-eating fish, dickhead. (laughs) And that is how how relationships grow in this program. Mm. Literally... People just start loving each other at the drop of a hat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So in scene two, we're in the Mycelium Spore Hut, which is where all the magic happens in Discovery. If there's a code black, this is where the black's coming from, the Mycelium Spore Hut. Mm. In this scene, Joe remains Michael Burnham, our Mm -hmm. soppy hero who gets the job done. Log, that's me. I'm Tilly, the fart with a heart. (laughs) And Steve is Paul Stamets, the pissy mushroom queen. All real characters, all very, very accurate descriptions of them. Genuinely, I can't believe how perfectly you're describing all these characters. (laughs) So I'm gonna I'm gonna get in me Tilly character. Oh bloody Nora! Have you seen the polarity intervals on that mycelium regulator? They're all cocked up to bollocks. What am I like? You're an excellent Starfleet officer, Tilly. I believe in you. Well, obviously you make me want to be a better person, Michael. That goes without saying. But I'm a right dickhead, I am. I wouldn't know a Jeffrey's Dew from a cylinder of distilled Jalfraxian swamp sausages. Oi, are you two fucking about with my warp mushrooms? Because if you are, I'll rip your fucking hands off. Starfleet or no Starfleet? Stamets, I know you have a thing going on with the mushroom dimension, but can you not bogart our only mode of interstellar propulsion? You know what? When you put it like that... It reminds me of the day I joined Starfleet. Oh, that's lovely as that. Look at you two forming strong emotional bonds dead quickly. Oh, I'm welling up. Oh, just... Oh, I just need to sit down. Don't sit on that panel. You'll shoot all of our mushrooms into space. Oh, fucking hell, I've started sitting down now. I can hardly stop. Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. Well, there go the mushrooms. Now we can't go anywhere and improve ourselves by having an adventure. Oh, well, never mind. I know it might seem strange me saying that when I was really aggressive about 20 seconds ago, but Michael, you've made me a better person. Michael, Stamets, I love you both to bits, but... What the fuck am I like? Sit me ass on that panel. What the fuck are you like? What the fuck is she what like? Am I like God, it's unbelievable it's you're like that. Actually, ever she's like. Because sometimes people aren't it? like it, but then they are. I mean, I love, I love you, but fucking hell. Shall I go and get the mushrooms back? I mean, I guess. I'll go and get some other characters for an away mission. Sweet. See you later. So now we're on the away mission. Um, we're on the fat planet, the surface of the fat planet. Joe, still Burnham. 
who is Michael Burnham, the largest emotion haver, mm-hmm. who just cries whenever she sees someone she likes. <laughs> <laughs> I am Kayla Detmer, the one with the eye. And Steve oh, yeah. is Nan, the one with the bits that go near her mouth. Oh, yeah, she's um, like a so- bit cyborg now, despite mm. just being in an explosion. That's her yeah, old God, deal. Fuck knows, yeah. She just it's got it on the head. And now she's got a fucking shiny eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, so um, here we are on an away mission with two of the least notable characters. That somehow have recurring, <laughs> recurring arcs. Right, we've got to get the mushrooms back before Saru finds out and pisses himself. Who are you two? Well, I'm Kayla Detmer, the one with the funny eye. Drawing blanks, sorry. Yeah, um, okay, my new thing. I uh, keep stopping for a couple of seconds. That's the season three thing I do. It, it might be foreshadowing something, but you know what? Probably isn't, just like doing it. I'm D Nan, the Barzan Chief of Security? Well, if I were you, Nan, I'd get a gimmick, like I'll stop-start Detmer over here, because I've literally already forgotten you. Hey, did you two notice while you were having that conversation I just I just stopped and started for a couple of seconds? No, we didn't, because we were having a plot-advancing conversation, actually. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually heard you having that conversation, but the camera was on me, not moving, while you two were talking. It was brilliant. It was so dramatic and memorable. You'd, you'd be really mad to write me out of the show with that kind of thing, mystery just hanging in the air. You know what? I've noticed that the evil one, Philippa, she's been stopping moving every now and then for a couple of seconds recently. She's what? Yeah, she stopped for so long. She nearly fucked up a fight scene last week. Luckily, she came back to life in time, so there were no consequences. Oh no, that's much more dramatic than me stopping moving for a couple of seconds during a tricky navigation. Oh, babes, that must make you really angry. I don't know, am I the kind of person who'd get angry? I don't know, I don't even know if I like you or how I'd react to you being angry. Right, I've clapped eyes on me magic porcinis, girls. Let's break some rules and get the job done. No, we're just going to stop here, I think. Yeah, we just have no idea what or who we are. I know two things that you both love. Stars and fleets. And when you put on that uniform and your head pops through the little neck hole, if you're not shouting, Starfleet! (laughs) Then you don't belove. No. And then you don't belong. I was really happy with how I delivered that bit. (laughs) Then you don't belong on the HMS Discovery. Now put on your mission, Jodpers, and let's scoop some mushrooms off this fat planet's mantle. Thanks, Michael. That was a great pep talk. You make me want to be a better written person. Starfleet! That can be my new thing. They'll never write me out of the show if I say I like Starfleet a lot. Ow, oh, for fuck's sake. I was going to be the one who likes Starfleet. Well, I got dibs, bitch. Go and live in a seed archive or something. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I will. Even seed archives are good Easter egg. You should write on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't watch season three. I've ruined some of it. <laughs> I don't care. Scene four. We are finally back on the bridge for the big denouement. Um, Burnham's got the mushrooms back, crisis averted. So in this scene, Joe remains as ever, our favourite Michael Burnham, the hero who who nobody liked for two seasons but seems okay now. 
Steve, back as Philippa Georgiou, the rude lady who pauses more dramatically than Detmer ever did. <laughs> and I'm Saru, who shoots quills out of his head, fins and dick maybe. Michael Burnham, it has come to my attention that Tilly sat on a panel and made the discovery shit out its mushrooms, and then you went on an unsanctioned mission to that fat planet to retrieve them. <laughs> yeah, looks like I did and all. Needless to say, I am very cross because I wanted to go to the flat planet so I could fuck it like the big juicy planet fucking fish boy I am. Oh, fucking hell. Sorry, man. If it's any consolation, two crew members whose names completely escaped me just seem to become better people down there. That is of some consolation, yes. Burnham, you are my best friend, and you cockbocked me from fucking a planet which is against Starfleet regulations. Maybe you are the real Starfleet. Screw, I'm literally crying because I love you so much. I, I, I don't think I'm ever going to stop. Burnham, I think I just leaked some liquid Starfleet from my gills. I just turned into a tricorder. I love Starfleet so much. I just went to Warp Factor 10, which is illegal because I love you and I love Starfleet. Set phases to Starfleet and shoot me in the tits. You know the ancient movie Dial M for Murder? Well, I dial Ithium for Starfleet. Hey, everyone, I just stopped being evil. Give that woman one of those badges we wear. Milk me. And then just hold me, because my name is Juicy Susan. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating some money per episode. People who donate get a little treat from us in the form of a B name. Log, could you give a B name to Reese Bryant, please? His name has got to have a perfect anagram in there, for fuck's sake. Hang on, how do you spell Reese? Is it R-H-Y-S? E-E-C-E. <gasps> it's got all the E's you need, baby. I'm going to come back to you whilst trying not to close the Zencaster tab. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be talking to you for a while. I've got a pen and paper out. Joe, give a B name to John Stephen. I've never been... To Cornwall, where beehives are. <laughs> Log, hurry up, please, for God's sake. Okay, Reese Bryant is a racy rent bee. He's a, <laughs> he's a bee who sells his body in stockings and suspenders. And finally, Hazel Hatton. Hazel Hatton, put your hat on because this bees. No, stop that! Stop that! <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Put your hat on because there's bees. I was thinking of the ones with the, the corks on. The the Australian hat. On. <laughs> oh, dirty Australian hats. Yep. Thank you, Hazel. Thank you, John. And thank you, Reese, for your support. If you'd like your own B name, you know what to do. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Features podcast. Thank you for listening. Good night. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Regular Ficheros.